0: Ah,
2: it's
1: been a crazy day. I got my money from Jerome. Yeah, I got paid today. We're looking for a new head coach. I mean, it's been a crazy day today. Yeah, man. It's uh, it, our, our folks are getting tuned up over here. We got Alex,
3: the usual suspects. These guys, by the way, you didn't know this. These guys got the uh, exclusive, call the club level seats. They have a personal seat license to sit right here in front of us.
1: Well, if I remember her correctly and her son, they came out for training camp. They right. were here. Uh, her husband, I believe, works at Botanical Gardens. See? When he's not forget. stripping and we had a great conversation and it's good to see you, man. How you doing in school? You alright? Good? All Excellent. Right. The family's out here. We got families yeah. out here. I mean, I don't normally like children, but there's some great kids. Some nice people out here today. Some really, some really cute kids. So, uh, come on out, man. We'll be out here until 7. We're hanging out Hooters Mall of Georgia. Hey, we were talking about
3: this earlier. A couple guys were on my flight. It really was bizarro world this morning in New Orleans because we get on the plane and the flight attendant is an Atlanta-based crew. Sure. And she goes, hey, Dirty Birds, I know we had a tough, a tough time out there. She goes, but I guess there is some positivity. They fired the coach. And the whole plane basically oh. erupts in applause. So, I mean, look, like, we have a good relationship with Arthur. I feel bad because he's always been gracious to us. But, man, it just shows you where the fan base is. You know, I know yeah. that there's a lot of folks out there that was like, we, we can't roll into next year, Carl. And if the things that continue to happen, happen, they're going to fire him five games into the season, which is the biggest waste. Now you've wasted another season.
1: Well, so I, I, I think they made the right move. But I think Arthur Blank learned from Dan Quinn. Yeah. When he brought Quinn back. And the, the, and the same thing right. happened. Exactly. And we got five, six games in. And we were like, what what are we doing? And then they made the move. And then we were behind the eight ball. You knew that that was a wasted season. Right. So as hard or difficult as this decision may have been for Arthur uh, Blank, he made the right decision last night. He made it for us because he understands where this franchise is. Right. And again, um, where we go and, and how we maneuver through this, this, this maze, because everybody just thinks this coaching thing is easy, guys. They could easily get it wrong and we could be back here in four or five years. Which means we would be a losing franchise for another three or four. Exactly right. That's why this has got to get back on the right track. And so, you know, there are questions today about, all right, do we retain uh, Ryan Nielsen, the defensive coordinator? Right.
3: Would well, that be part of it? A coach comes in. you got to, you know, some coaches, the thing is, we like Nielsen. Did a great job. Some coaches are going to come in. they got their own guy. Sure. They've, they've got a sure. guy. You know, again, it might be a guy. He might be, might be adaptable. you got a system if he fits what, uh, what Ryan Nielsen's doing. But i got to be honest. Some guys are going to come in here and they've got a guy. Some guys, if it's, and if you're going to hire a new coach, Way his whole life. It's going to be his shot. He's going to do it his way.
1: Yeah. So I, I like, uh, and listen, I get it. Yesterday, uh, you know, I don't know what the hell happened. I mean, we were in the game and then we weren't. i tell say like, what happened. Desmond Ritter started throwing a damn ball and well, other guys. It changed the momentum, certainly. Yeah. But I'm talking about defensively. How were you mm. so stout in the first half? And then in the second half, we couldn't stop anything. We can stop a nosebleed. So there have been times this year right. where the defense has looked that way. But I also will tell you, Mike, you know, yesterday uh the cornerback play man i mean our buddy clark phillips struggled yeah yeah. Uh, by the way a.j terrell struggle i
3: was going to text you guys i didn't need to text you you saw it this is the first time this year we did not get a non-offensive line player to get a jukes and belt bounce
1: well here's the deal We had clark on the show we had a great conversation he had a really rough day in the office he was in position mike he was you watch the coverage he just didn't he couldn't get his hands on the ball the one tap ball that's in the end zone and and that's just a great play but AJ struggled yesterday, so there were some things that went on with the defense, but they're all fixable, and with that said, I I just think overall, if you're going to ask me who I'm keeping, Ryan Nielsen is a guy that I I would like to keep and continue to build on whatever it is you think the success we had. We have had statistically, again... For the most part, a top 10 defense this year in a variety of categories. We have not been that in the last five years. No, and today it was a 90 minute press conference. It just literally would not end.
3: And poor Steak Shapiro, Carl, couldn't get a nosh the whole time. He's sitting there thinking about Houston's. But no, the whole thing, they covered all this different areas. before you go, Steak. (laughs) (laughs) It's a rookie move, Steak. But the thing is, Carl, they got into the the Deshaun Watson conversation. You know, who's. Again, now we're finding out that. So basically it was collaborative. So everybody was on board with, hey, if we don't pull this off, you've now marginalized Matt Ryan. And you're going to have to move on. So, I mean, in other words, they, they didn't have the resources to get involved with what you know, Cleveland was offering, and it backfired. And then the whole thing now is almost like a, a, a butterfly effect, if you will, to where we were off schedule with a quarterback.
1: And now we had to run with a guy in Ritter who wasn't able, able to do the job. Yeah, but, Mike, they still should have picked a quarterback when Matt was here. That was the mistake. Justin Fields should have been you, drafted at four. How you treated Matt on the way out and what happened, listen, never ends great. You've been in a relationship? has one ended in your life they usually don't end well right right usually somebody has got to tell the other person this ain't working right so it's the same thing in sports it to, to me it was you had an opportunity to have a veteran quarterback here that a guy could learn under and they made the decision to go pick who Kyle Pitts correct that was the mistake it wasn't how they treated Matt this is a business Matt made a lot of money while he was here he's great at broadcasting we love him but at the end of the day that was the mistake and why we end up where we are because you didn't have that was a
3: quarterback draft.
1: And then, and then now you're desperate. Well, because you're going to go you remember, get a guy.
3: Think about this, guys. All those quarterbacks in that draft. Now, again, some work, some didn't. But then you get to this the, the year we went and picked up Ritter in the third round. That was Kenneth with Pickett for the Steelers. That's the only guy that went in the first round. Brock Purdy was Mr. Irrelevant. Obviously, the 49ers, John Lynch, they pulled that one out of there took us. But I mean, it was a bad quarterback draft. Yeah. So everything you just said is 100% accurate. That was the year if you were going to do it. And if, by the way, if you didn't have fields at four, you trade down.
1: Well, they You know what I mean? There's, yes. There are options. Yes. They could have done something. So we uh, we have a lot in front of us, man. But today, uh, just reflecting on uh, the job. You know what is, no, we're did. reflecting on a
3: lot of bad decisions.
1: Yeah, but that's how you get here. That, that's how you fire another coach within three years. That's the right. Draft decisions, execution, lack right. of play calling, right. not scoring in the red zone. That's how you get here. So all of those things have culminated. And yesterday was, let's be honest, you watched that game yesterday and you went, that's our season. That is, that, that, that's our scene.
3: You looked like a rock star in the first half. You tie. You, you run down the field. You kick the field goal. You're playing good football. It's 17-tie. You're getting the ball to start the second half. Boom. Ritter throws the pick. Saints go to Olave. Touchdown. Game over. And after that, it was just a pile-out. And then, as we said earlier, the uh, you know
1: the, the sprinkles on the Sunday, that was when Jameis decides he's going to freelance a touchdown at the end. You know, to humiliate you. It, it was humiliating. Four zero four seven two six zero nine two nine. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. You can find us on social media as well. And, uh, of course, he is Mike Bell, ATL. i may put him up, see Dukes and this radio show. Dukes and Bell, 929. Follow the radio station at 929 The Game. Stay up on everything that's going on, guys, as we are live at Hooters in Buford.
3: Hey, a lot of guys hitting us up on the text line. A lot of folks saying that uh, that right now, Jim Harbaugh, a lot of folks, they like the idea of Jim Harbaugh. Can you imagine us being at Flower Bridge talking to Jim Harbaugh on a weekly basis? Holy
2: shenanigans,
3: man. I know that guy. I don't know. See, I don't know what's real with him. I don't know what's convoluted. Everything seems like it's for effect. But it'd be, it'd be a hell of a time, I'll tell you that. Yeah. What about you and me talking to Mumbles, Bill Belichick?
1: I don't want it. That's no it, fun either. That's no fun. That would not be good. Did you hear him yesterday after they lost again? And he was like, just worried about the future. Um, yeah. Don't want to answer anything.
3: He didn't answer Jack. They're saying up in Boston that, you know, he's technically still the coach and they're trying to come up with some kind of gracious way to end this thing up there. And I guess, you know, they are not going to fire him. They're going to agree to part ways, I guess.
1: Right. I, they're supposed to meet and I don't hmm. know what's going to come of that meeting. I just, I just don't know. Let me ask you guys, Falcon fans. Belichick's what 71. Yeah. The 71 year old bill Belichick energized this franchise don't think about what he's done because what he did has no bearing no, no. on where we're at. No. does that energize us? It doesn't for me. Zero. No,
3: no because you know, and the quarter—you got to find a quarterback. And as we said, the Bill Belichick moves. You know, the personnel moves. He, he look. No one debates it, Carl. He built a machine, but that thing ran with Tom Brady. And then when you're going to go, when you're going to go get the like the crazy picks, and you're going to use the West Welkers of the world and all that. Works with a guy named Tom Brady. Doesn't work with anybody else. So that's, And I do think his brand has been taking shots. The Belichick brand just isn't what it was. Maybe in, maybe he goes to Los Angeles. He, he has to, avoid, not to worry about a quarterback. That seems to make a lot of sense.
1: You know, it's interesting, guys. We put up a poll at Dukes and Bell 929. You guys can go vote. We're nearing a couple thousand votes. You know who the leading candidate is by a significant margin? Who's that, bro? Todd, Todd M- Munkin. Munkin. Todd Munkin. Famili- Todd Munkin. F- familiarity
3: familiarity we feel good about that now that would not be exactly a left right as far as conversation for you and i on a weekly basis but you know the dude i what, might, I, I just want to win i know and the guy <gasps> I just, just want look win. what he's he done with do. lamar just as i said to you earlier in the show don't not if you're driving close your eyes can you imagine we get Jaden daniels and you got todd monken maximizing that skill set
1: tell me that wouldn't electrify the stadium well and get people fired up again those decisions are what's going to be shook out over the next few months uh tonight michael Penix is playing for a right. championship Mike, if he throws for four or five touchdowns against Michigan, I'm telling you right now, like, his stock is already off coach the charts.
3: Him. Yeah, that accuracy we talked about, you can't coach that. He's he's dropping dimes. I mean, that guy's doing some amazing stuff. I guess the only concern for some folks out there would be that, can you protect him? You know, because he's, he's going to get through, you know, the knee thing's going to come up. The uh, the combine, they're, they're going to be going over him with a fine-tooth comb over those knee surgeries.
1: Yeah, it's – uh, I, I, and by the way, the poll is interesting, all the names that are being thrown out there because, again, you asked Rich McKay about experience and whether that matters, and he said, well, listen – you know, you're you trying to vet everybody. Right. Uh, I, I, I just – I don't want to get in a trap situation where we vet somebody and they blow us away in the interview. Well, that and, was Jamora That and, was Jim and, and then it's just not – like, that's why the experience thing for me is like, give me somebody who's done this mm-hmm. that has a sense of it versus Mike. He interviews great, and then we're back in the same situation. We, have, we said this earlier for guys who don't remember. We've never – Arthur
3: Black has never hired a coach who's been a head coach. Always been assistants on their way up. Jim Mora.
1: They cost less.
3: Yeah. Petrino. Now, Petrino had been a head coach in, in college. Of course, that season's an outlier. Dan Reeves was hired by the Smith family. So, he's never hired a coach who had been a coach. Todd
1: Munkin was the head coach of Southern Miss. He had run. A, he's run a football program. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We're, we're going to see. Uh, everybody will have their favorites about who they think should be the guy and what that's going to look like from a staff perspective and how much actually changes with this staff. And and there will be, as Mike said, those guys, whoever it is is going to bring in some of their own. People. Know, and the, the other thing, and I hate to say this, but I'll, I'll bring it up again.
3: You look around the league and there's teams you kind of laugh at. You go look at Carolina. Tepper's a maniac. You look at the Raiders, you know, with that, you know, Mark Davis. And then what makes us any different? I mean, what makes us any different? six seasons. Not going to the playoffs. We all know out of rehash Super Bowl 51. But, I mean, Carl, it's just you begin to wonder, are these guys ever going to get this right? Yeah. That we can can avenge the humiliation of Super Bowl 51 and and give these fans what they deserve, which is the championship.
1: Yeah, this gets me back to something I've said, Mike, about Mike Tomlin. Like, if you want Tomlin out, you're an idiot. Imagine 16 winning seasons in Atlanta, okay? In a row. <laughs> multiple yes. correct N- yes. consecutive multiple playoff runs. I know they haven't won a playoff game since sixteen, but the fact is that's a Super Bowl, he's won a Super Bowl. Like, that's what I want my can I get some consistency? Right. They're going back and think about all the things they dealt with, with quarterbacks,
3: they're going back to the playoffs this year. It's credible. That but coaching matters. Well it's also a culture. It's a culture. You know, yeah, but talk- he dealt with a yeah. quarterback situation right. just like we did. But he's you know, but they've got a he's got a culture installed there. Like they've he's had to deal with all the wackadoodle wide receivers over his time. They keep on trucking. Look at Baltimore. We talked about it earlier, Ozzie Newsom. That's a culture. What is our culture?
1: We don't have one. Well, I think Arthur was trying to build one, but the winning wasn't there. I do think the positive vibes and guys playing for each other and all that stuff was happening. But we didn't win enough. No. So, all right, guys, we got more to get to. We're live at Hooters been an interesting day uh as we said national championship tonight we'll be talking more about that tomorrow but today it's been all about the falcons because these decisions are going to shape our future it's dukes and bell
0: call from mom answer it call silenced instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy
2: most important story of the day brought to you by maximum cash com. fair cash offers for as is home don't waste your time with repairs call 678
1: it is dukes and bell sports radio 92.9 the game and uh, we've been out here at hooters enjoying our uh, afternoon as much as possible it has been uh, uh an entertaining and fun day but it's also been a lot of information as we heard from arthur blank we heard from arthur uh, uh should i say uh CEO. Rich McKay. Yeah, I'm thinking Arthur right. Smith. Right. Uh, I, I, I called the team the Hawks. It's okay. I mean, you, I was into New Orleans. Well, What's your excuse? A lot, lot of names <laughs> going through my head. Right, and, right. and we've been talking about Arthur Smith all year, and we were talking about him yesterday, and I know a lot of people after the game were saying, Mike, will this happen? And, and I said to a lot of people yesterday, I, I still didn't know if it would. Um, I, you know, I'm not surprised, mm-hmm. but with the speed in which this happened, right. I am. Because that wasn't how this usually happens, especially with Arthur Blank. So, you know, to say, hey, last night they got on the plane, they came back, they talked for a few hours, and and a decision was made – um but but with that ultimately done now we have to you know turn the page and we've said this we wish arthur smith nothing but the best people were asking you know well, you think he's going back into coaching i don't know i mean he's going to be fine yeah, like i mean the thing is be
3: fine it's funny i heard a lot of stuff today from some of the audience look guys are passionate i get it he didn't get this job by not being good at calling plays he got this job because he basically turned ryan Tannehill's career around now some would say well yeah, yeah Derek henry well he used him the right way carl you know, I mean, he he, he got the job, and look, like we we went round and round. I get it when things aren't going well. It's guys gonna call him FedEx boy and all that. Th- did, Arthur did pay him some respect by saying how he created his own niche. You know, carved out his. He did, and it's just like my thing. And I say this. I'll say it again to you, brother. Guy asked me, we said, "What the hell happened here?" And I said, "Everything's too complicated." I, we always enjoy our time with Arthur Smith, but when we ask a question, it, let's be honest: has there ever been an answer that's not more than three minutes?
1: Well, I and I don't
3: mean that as an, an indictment of the man's personality. No. I just mean there's a level, there's always like a lot of layers to stuff where sometimes,
1: you know, it's like, you know, maybe simplify. Well, less is more. I, I can I can say this now because he's not the coach anymore. I think, Mike, he did a lot of that to protect guys. He did a lot right. of that to protect he players. He talked around.
3: Now, but we, we tell you, and Carl brings up a great point. Part so, of the reason why he's not here is guys didn't do their jobs. Guys didn't do their jobs. Now, you could argue, was the play too convoluted that there's too many moving parts asking guys to do things they're not capable of doing? And do you have to pivot at some point from those things? Well. Like, and I, I asked about but, but, Kyle Pitts, for instance, why you, why, if
1: you can't block, don't ask him to block. Well, listen. Uh, uh, well, here's another part. You know, Kyle Pitts, you brought this up to coach, I think it was last week. Uh, or maybe, maybe the week before. and We were talking about Kyle Pitts laying out for a ball. Right. Okay? Yep, yep. In the Chicago game. In the Chicago game. All right. And instead of going in on Kyle Pitts, he did what he does. And he talked about all the other things and how things need to go right and the offensive line and the play and the blah, blah, blah. And I think he did a lot of that, again, to protect guys. Arthur's just not a guy that's going to come out and tell you this guy absolutely sucked on this play and he blew it. Right. And he's the reason why that play did not happen. That's why these guys like playing for
3: him. because. By the way, to Carl's point, there's other coaches out there, Sean Payton, just we will go, throw a guy under the bus. He did with, with
1: Russell Wilson. Russell just saw it. So I, I can't answer all of that. That's just my initial reaction to my experience with him and how he operated. And, and I understand that. I mean, he, here's the other part. It doesn't matter who we get in here. We will get a lot of stuff. We won't get it all because that's just not the nature of the business mm. of being able to tell you and I, not us, but the fan base, right. everything that's going on. There are guys who were banged up this year who were more injured than it was reported. There were guys who didn't do as good of a job, but yet they kept running them out there because they had to. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that goes on, and that is beyond Arthur Smith. Where I do blame Arthur is... We're in games, and you're calling kooky stuff in the red zone. And Correct. You, and you knew it. Right. And then once we all complained, you went, okay, i got to calm down on that stuff. Yeah, the gadget play stuff, and I think that's the thing. And that's, and that's by what
3: I mean when I talk about the complications sometimes. You know, the, the the if there's a play that I think most Falcon fans will remember, unfortunately, Arthur Smith for, it's Jonu Smith as a running back throwing to the third string tight end, Michael Pruitt, when you've got the best guy who's supposed to be our next Jimmy Graham, you know, blocking. So there was a lot of things out there that just drove us crazy as fans. We said this a million times today. The simplicity of the Bijan releasing out of the backfield, getting that ball in space, where was that all season? Yeah. And, look, maybe, you know, guys, we, we all expect the guy who's drafted in the first round to come out of the box ready to go. Maybe there were times this year where Bijan wasn't up to speed. I don't know. Still never understand what happened with that, you know, the whole headache thing. But the dude is a, is a star. We've got a star he wide is. receiver. Drake London is putting up great numbers with, with basically – Not really good quarterbacks throwing them the football the first two. So if you can ever get the quarterback right. But here's the thing, Carl. We don't operate in a vacuum. There's there's four other teams right now looking for a coach. They are.
1: There's a bunch of other guys looking for a quarterback. Can we get this thing right? All right, so here's what I would tell you just off the top with with these these teams. Uh, There are four teams, okay? And believe it or not, we are the most attractive job, okay? The Carolina job, you have a meddling owner, and you don't have a first-round pick. Correct. Okay. And you may have a quarterback who's not the guy. (laughs) Big deal. Big deal. Chargers, you have ownership that may not be as committed as they need to be to really build around Justin Herbert because they blew the four years of his rookie deal when he was really good, and now you find yourself about to pay him a lot of money because you had to.
3: They're in cap hell.
1: Well, all their guys are older. I'm just telling you, all their star players, the the, the ride receivers, all these guys, Eckler, they're all older. That's right. Washington is a new regime that's about to completely do a rebuild. That's a three- or four-year situation. This isn't. right. So with the four jobs open right now, I'm just telling you, we are actually the best job because of the youth of the team, the makeup, right. and the star power. you got a pretty good offensive line. You know, we, 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 Dalman. they're going to probably
3: try to upgrade there. But you've got a pretty good offensive line in place. We talked about this. You can always draft another receiver,
1: and you got right. the eighth overall pick. Correct.
3: I mean, that's a and big you can, deal, and that's the thing, guys. Just because we have the eighth pick doesn't mean we're going to be picking. No, eight. it does not. We could be moving up, and yes, we may have to give a first rounder the following year. But if you get that, if you mark that guy, who's your right now? Who's your guy? Who's your guy in college you want right now? Uh, oh,
1: col- uh, hi, uh, you're talking about quarterback? Yeah, I go Jaden Daniels. I like this Penix kid, man. I love Penix I like this too. Penix kid, Penix, Penix I, just drops dives, he, man. You, you want exciting, explosive plays in Mercedes Benz? Right. That's him. Now, I'm not telling Jaden Daniels when in here and electrify, but right. this kid's long ball is off the charts. It's insane, we, especially as Falcon fans, the passes we've watched the last two seasons and to see the accuracy, which this guy throws amazing. And he's a little bit older, too, Mike. Yeah. That, that's, you know, like when you start talking about a young guy who may be like Anthony Richardson who was 20 last year, Penix is going to come in here. He's 25. He's, right. he's seen some things. Like, I think there's a different maturity level. But I got to say this, too, about, about the Carolina job. Last year, Ben Johnson was offered a lot of money to go to carolina he turned it down okay that's dave tepper the rumor on the street is tepper's going to go back after him because he's a hot coordinator again and the lines are in the playoffs for the first time since forever but mike not having those picks and not knowing right. if you can turn bryce around right versus coming here and picking your guy correct
3: what's the more attractive job right. not to mention they just by the virtue of the press conference they can say all they want to spin it you've got a general manager who's Flexible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got exactly. a general manager. If you've exactly. got a guy, you're exactly. going to get your guy. So this It's not going like to be button heads with Terry Fontenot because I hope that's you know not the case. But they just kind of marginalized him today. We're not even having it at the press conference. and having to spend half the press conference explaining why the general manager's not there.
1: It's true. It's true. uh Four zero four seven two six zero nine two nine. So uh, that's the kind of day it's been. And again, um, this conversation as we continue to talk about where our franchise goes. The the big story, at least one of them, and I think, you know, Rich McKay attempted to answer why Terry Fontenot was not there and his role. Mm. Rich explained his role, and I hope you heard it. If you didn't, go online and listen to the interview at Odyssey.com he's not the gm but the coach and the gm do report to him but he said as far as terry Fontenot, know mike that they're very happy in his role and what he does right. and again personnel department he is in charge of the player personnel right. that means drafting and bringing guys in right. that's what he does now
3: again guys we said earlier today and you heard some of the leadership of, of the team calais campbell look whatever you thought about Calais campbell he delivered the goods I remember Bud Dupree. We said, "Oh, has this guy got anything left in the tank?" Those guys give you 13 sacks. Yeah, they combined for 13 sacks, six and a half each. That's about all you can ask for for guys that, at this stage of their career, they they delivered. You cannot really argue that Fontenot blew it. You brought Jesse Bates in; he's one of the best players in the league. I mean, we did some things. The only things I think you could still argue when you double back down to some of the moves we've made in the draft, and maybe Fontenot wasn't the guy pulling the trigger on it. Kyle Pitts. <sighs> we, you know, you gotta have a quarterback. This year was this; these last two years were hell. For us, and, and th- the good news is there's help in the draft. Or, if I, I don't know if they want to go down this road, the idea of maybe tr- trying to get Kirk Cousins out of Minnesota, but I don't know if that would be as would that mean as much to the fan base. I don't know. You know he's
1: ready to go. Protect he, him. He is. Where I'm at today? What's today's date, Turtle? January what? Eighth. It's the eighth. We got to draft somebody that we can grow with. Mm-hmm. We hadn't done that since Matt Ryan, Mike. Yep. And he was here 15 years. Now, whether you like him or not, but that's my deal. Like I respect Kirk Cousins. I get it. He'd come here, he'd probably throw 30 touchdowns. But we gotta we gotta draft somebody we can grow with. Right. Somebody we can get behind. Atlanta, you feel me on this? Right. Who's exciting? And and five or six or seven years, we're like, that's our guy. We we have seen the maturation process of this dude, whoever it is. It may not be Milro from Alabama, Jerome. But whoever it is, yeah. that's what we have to do because right. I think that's the energy we need, Mike. No, we, look,
3: we all know what we need. We've been waiting for Mike Vick. Matt Ryan was everything that you needed, but half the fan base still was, eh. You know, he's really good, guys. He just want an MVP, eh. You know, so we needed somebody with some sauce. But that's just me. I'm with you. That's just me. I, I threw Jaden Daniels out there. I want a guy that can move. The idea that you're going to have that young stud, just like, look, for instance, you're a Texas fan, you're in a playoffs, and C.J. Stroud is a rookie correct cj stroud is the guy they I got mean, their guy bryce young looks like the- a guy who doesn't know what he's doing tough situation it's only gonna get worse <laughs> with another coach cj stroud's a stud i'm
1: sorry <laughs> he's a stud did you guys not see him the other night dude's banking it happen. first play of the game he drops a dot di- dime okay touchdown last drive of the game he goes seven for seven 82 yards and scores and didn't miss a beat i don't care what you guys say the, the kid has shown me already right. he's got it mike yeah and that's the thing i've Honestly,
3: I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to take it back. I thought of the two guys, the prospect. I thought Bryce was going to be like a Drew. Because everyone's got, you know, oh, the quarterback. He's not a dual threat. Yeah, he could be Drew Drew Brees. But now there's a guy. You hope his career doesn't go the way like David Carrs did it with the Texans. You're right. You know, know, coaches that can't figure him out, they can't maximize him. Still said you got no picks to help him. By the way, uh,
1: Steve says the enemy in Flores on my list.
3: Hell yeah. Ryan Flores and Eric Biennemi. Well, Steve Weiss told us last week that Biennemi basically got screwed and he's going to get screwed again (laughs) this time around. Let's get the guy in here. We interviewed Eric Biennemi last time,
1: but obviously he didn't get the game. Because he didn't get anyway. No, he did not. We're going to take your phone calls. We've been doing it all day, 404-726-0929. No last call tonight, okay? We're going to get back to all the shenanigans and fun tomorrow. We'll hear more about Mike's trip, which was absolutely insane. But we're taking your calls at 404-726-0929. All the news that you've digested today. Where are you at? You heard from the owner. You heard from the CEO. You have heard from us. What are you thinking? Where do we go? And how do you feel? 404-726-0929. today by the way we gave away a Grady Jarrett jersey what else did we do did we give away that helmet yet we haven't given away the helmet you gave away the Grady Jer- yeah, uh, jersey
3: autographed Grady Jarrett jersey you mentioned the AJ Terrell helmet so we always have goodies when we come up here and again tonight the whole idea was to talk about the national championship game which we'll, of course we'll be talking about tomorrow because today obviously the uh, the narrative changed when we uh, we moved on from the coach
1: Uh, I got to give a big shout out before, you know, we close as we normally do here in just a few minutes, John Turkey's coming up. We'll talk to him about what he's going to be talking about and what's, what he's got coming up on the show. But Alex and Steve, all of our people, man, coming out here and hanging out with us today. I know some folks have left, uh, already, but we really appreciate you guys hanging out with us. We know you could be doing other things on a Monday, uh, but coming out, knowing that we were coming out here and saying, Hey, I want to come hang out with our guys we thank you guys. So appreciate everybody, family, everybody coming out. So thank you guys, all right? Our people. Okay. Um, we got to take some phone calls because a lot of these guys want to get in. We've been taking calls all day. Dwight, you are on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Dwight, how are you feeling? Where are you at today? Hey, man.
5: Man, I am ex- lubricated. <laughs> my birthday was Saturday, <laughs> and my birthday gift came late on Monday. When did that Coach Smith come, go? <laughs>
2: Guy. I mean, yeah. he's like. My, I mean, my birthday. I mean,
3: as we said, now look, Come we on, we don't want to revel. As I said, I mean, I got to admit, it was kind of funny when the entire plane just erupted with applause when he mentioned the coach got fired this morning. It's Frustration. Which, it's tough because you know we know the guy, and you know he is like he's a human being, he but is. he's getting paid. He would not do working for free. You know, I mean, he was brought here to do a job. It's a result driven business. We get we don't put up ratings. We get fired.
1: What was that word he, he used? Ex- Exubricated. Exubercated. Exubercated. Yeah, exubercated. That's what made me <laughs> it's like Norm Crosby. I was exubercated. <laughs> hey, Dwight, appreciate you, man. But, yeah, Mike, he, th- listen, if you don't think that Arthur Smith wanted to succeed. Of course. Come on. He did.
3: Yeah, we. He the, did. You know, it's funny. We were just talking to a couple of listeners during a break, and I, like, I hope I'm wrong about this, but it just the, the more we unravel some of the onion and peel layers, you just feel like there's a lot of weird stuff going on in this franchise. You know, I mean, just it's it's we're no better or no worse than some of these teams, which I said earlier, Carl. You look at and say that's a dysfunctional team. I hope they can correct that, and it all starts with maybe getting the right coach, and maybe it is a veteran coach who comes in here with some juice and, and, and steadies the ship.
1: Ricky, Ricky, you're on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Hey, man. Hey man, what's going hey, on, Ricky? Thanks for
6: taking my yeah. Thanks for taking my call, guys. This this is pretty simple as far as to put people in the seats, and also the culture that Mike was talking about. The culture of the city of Atlanta's diversity. We need to put Flores as coach, get Fields as the quarterback. We have no. All three are very qualified, and all three are African American. they would be a trifecta for the NFL. And they're very qualified, and I think the players would really love it. And we, fields will make the big difference. I appreciate it.
3: Yeah, man, Fields, you know, the question for Fields is, has he done enough that's going to warrant you giving him that 35 to 40, whatever that market reset is going to be? And some would say he's been very, look, like, through his no fault of his own with yeah. the wackiness at
1: Chicago, that Fields is not a guy worth that kind of money, which eventually you're going to have to pay him. No doubt. Ricky, I, I get uh, where you're going with this. Right. Uh, and, you know, he brings he talks about Flores. That is a guy we've not talked a lot about, guys. Right. Brian Flores was this year the defensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings were great defensively. I love
3: the way they blitz and are
1: active, and it's, oh. it's a fun defense to watch. Uh, but he is a guy that has put himself back on the map and kind of rejuvenated his career after the the, the debacle that happened down right. there in Miami and all the stuff that was going on with the NFL. We really thought he
3: was going to be blackballed, and you'd never see this guy again, but he was able to bounce back. Because I think that's, it's more of a testament to how good he
1: is and how many people realize what Ross is a clown down in Miami. True enough. Todd, you're on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Todd, hey, man. Hey,
6: man. What's going on, Todd? All right, fellas. All right, fellas. I am not Falcons fan per se. I grew up in Maryland. I am a Ravens fan, but I think it gives a different perspective because I can look at this from a non-emotional standpoint. And I'm going to tell you the Atlanta Falcons have got a lot of talent, but there's a lot of misallocation of talent. That started with the head coach and trickled down to the quarterback because you're asking a quarterback to do things that he is incapable of doing. But they have got so much talent on both sides of the ball that that needs to be reined in and streamlined, and you need to bring somebody in. And somebody made mention earlier today. By the way, I listen to you all every day. Thank but you. Thank you. Todd Munkin could really be a huge offensively-minded yeah. asset. And if they keep that defensive coordinator that they brought in from the Saints. Right. We'll I mean, see. and then you get a quarterback in here that – You know, everybody says the franchise needs somebody they can grow with, which I totally uh, can see that happening. But they've got so many uh, potential superstars uh, throughout the offense. And then, you know, when you bring in um, the free agents that it did on the defensive side of the ball, there's so much upside, as you alluded to earlier, with this head coaching position that is available. And and it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. I appreciate you guys so much.
1: Thanks, brother. Todd, thank you for listening. Um, I think that's how most Falcon fans feel. That's why we're so frustrated. We're yep. frustrated because we got it. We got guys. We got dudes. Yeah. Drake London is a dog, y'all. Dude, dude I'm telling you right now. The like, yards
3: he's got with those guys throwing him the football?
1: It, it, you know, we, we look at this, and Mike said it. He's, he's done this with mediocre quarterbacks. You got two bums. No, sorry, Desmond Ritter fans. You had two bums
3: throwing the football, Mariota, and now it was uh, Ritter. Drake's putting up the numbers. Beat Julio's record the first two seasons. Total yards accumulated. Got to get more touchdowns. Why did the Argersmith get fired? We don't score enough points. Yeah, That's the thing. Yeah. We don't score enough points. We got to get a quarterback. You can't win without a quarterback in this league. They tried. Look, we pumped up. The, the juice about, hey, Ritter can be a game manager, do just enough, and he couldn't do that for you, Carl.
1: No, he couldn't so be a game manager. So now Art is gone. I wanted more. He couldn't do it. Derek, let's grab Derek on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's Dukes and Bell. We're live at Hooters. We're going to hand things off to John Chuckery here in a sec. Derek, what's going on? Hey, man.
5: What's going on, fellas? Hey, man. First, happy New Year yeah. to you, boy. Um, you? Mike, I was actually on a flight with you to New Orleans on that 11 a.m., so good to see you, man. Um
1: hey, man. My concern... he said that like you weren't going to make it? Oh, we, we, we
3: I will say this. It's good to see you, Mike. I'm glad you made it. Falcon fans, misery loves company and, and misery loves tequila. We we were we got into tequila. We hit it pretty freaking hard. Mike,
1: it's good
5: to hey, see you it alive. It was tough out there. It was tough out there. My only, I'll say this. It, my only concern, like I knew, we knew, you know, the right one was on the wall for Arthur Smith. My concern was the press conference today. I didn't, I, I'm just going to say it as a season ticket holder. Sure. I did not like not seeing Terry Fontenot up there. It just, exactly I, right. it just don't sit well with me as I'm as you because we know that invoice is coming out in two weeks. So they're going to look <laughs> for true. that money. Um, so I didn't like the optics of that. And my question was, I had to look them up. The The president, the Greg Beetle guy. So I'm like, what's yeah. his like, what's the hierarchy? Like, what are we doing here? Because I'm seeing the same two gentlemen at the press conference. Mm-hmm. Every time this comes up, but we got this new guy in here. He took the hit for the uh, for the dead cap money. He pulled that, that Band-Aid off. He okay. fought hard to get us to where we're now competitive, and we've got money to do stuff. But not having him up there as a season ticket holder doesn't make me feel warm and fuzzy that we're not mm-hmm. going to see something similar once we get to the draft and going into next season.
1: Right on uh it's a great call Derek we said the same thing we feel the same way season ticket holders and and I'll say this uh you know Rich McKay came on here and said um as he talked about Terry Fontenot and his responsibilities and he makes it sound as though let's not try to make a big deal out of this but it's not that easy I just think it's you're misrepresenting the position and the respect level that you should have for the general manager right. on a day where you fire your coach. And, and Rich McKay said, listen, it wouldn't be fair to him to be up there answering questions about a guy that he didn't even you know, he reports to me. He I report right. to, to Arthur. So he was trying to give us the, the, the lay of the land. But, Mike, I just again, even if Terry was just there. Physically, I just thought yeah.
3: it would look better. I mean, look—if Dennis Allen gets fired in uh, New Orleans this morning, guess who's going to be there? Mickey Loomis. I mean, de- the general manager's out there. You know, you see him on TV. You know who these guys are. And we've not really had that kind of—let's uh, be honest—exposure to Terry Founta. We we finally found out who the hell decided on Kyle Pitts. We finally found out today that it was a, apparently a collaborative effort to basically screw Matt Ryan out of his career in Atlanta by trying to get to Sean Watson when you had no money and no chance of making it
1: work. Let's talk to John Chuckery. Uh, Chuckery, you got a full show tonight, huh? Full three?
7: Absolutely, full three. We'll talk to a D. Orlando Ledbetter coming up uh, on the show. And, obviously, lots uh, to react to. And, you know, Mike, I, I put that tweet out there earlier. You know, if, if if for whatever reason Kyle Shanahan would have been fired today, you think John right. Lynch wouldn't have been at the press conference? You, right. you, you think Mickey Loomis wouldn't be there? Let me, ask you. Right. Let me ask you, Carl, if Nick Sirianni would end up getting fired, you think Howie Roseman wouldn't be at the press conference? Of course he would. Sorry. Yeah. Of course he would. I, well, it just makes this guy look like a junior partner, uh, basically. right? And, and again, you're trying to rally. You're trying to give all the positive energy to your fan base that you can. If you believe in him so strongly, then put him up there. The fans, the fans like him. The fans want him to be here. Why not show him? What when you're trying to get goodwill for this franchise, which there is no goodwill right now. <laughs> Why not put him
1: up there? Good point. And that's <sighs> why we said the optics on it were just very strange. Yes. Two chairs and no yep. GM. Yep. Stay tuned. John Chuckery, big night, big show, a full three. three. We got to get out of here and clear our throat.
2: Dukes and Bella are wrapping up another show. So, it's time for
1: Let Me Clear My
2: Throat. On Sports Radio two nine. Ow! The Game.
1: Hey, big shout out to all of you. It's been a hard day. It's always hard when there's change and we're all wondering where this goes. The good news is I think brighter days are ahead. Mm. Uh, But today's one of those days we want to send a big shout out to Arthur Smith. Out of respect. Yeah. It's great to us. And the business of football is hard. We understand why, but he's a really good dude and we hope that he lands on his feet. But our organization has to turn the page, and we got to move forward. But a big shout out to him, Um, Mike. Also, tomorrow we're going to talk to Mark Slareth. We'll have on West Durham, uh, our buddy Connor Riley. We got the national championship tonight. Before we clear our throat, what do you think?
3: Well, I really, really, really want to see Andy Bunker's Washington Huskies win that Natty, and i love to see Pennix. Let me see Pennix, as you said, maybe in a Falcons uniform. I just got a feeling horrible, man. That defense, that Michigan defense just gets after it. How do they handle those big wide receivers? They're going to throw a lot of looks. Arizona State did a lot of stuff and, and threw some looks that Penix had not seen. I think Michigan's going to do it. I think Wolverine's going to be national champs.
1: I kind of agree with you on this. They got better edge uh, players than Texas did. Man. Texas didn't get a sack mm. against Penix. How many sacks did, uh, did did Michigan have against Alabama, Jerome? Don't answer that. <laughs> hey, man, Turtle, great job. Uh, Jersey Mike, appreciate you, and thank you guys for coming out and hanging out with us. Yeah. Mike Bell, clear your throat. Hey, man, good game last night. The
3: Bills, man. Part of their offense was a kick return. Josh Allen was doing everything in his power to give that game up. So the Dolphins are in the playoffs. They're going to Kansas City. It's going to be like two degrees out there. it be a fun game to watch. If I could... It's on Peacock. Oh. Chiefs-Dolphins. You got to go. I mean, nothing. Come, come on down here. I'm sure they'll have it here at, at Hooters. But it's one of those things where I get it, streaming, all these different things. How much a la carte television can a man buy? <laughs> you know? And I, I, I hate the fact they're doing this. Do it on a Thursday night. But do Whatever. I can't watch one of the good playoff games this
1: week because I got to go fight it on Peacock. Ah, push. That's a good point. Hey, I got one thing to say as we get out of here. Falcons, get it right. If you love the show. You tell your friends. And- You don't? You missed out on some
3: beignets at a good time down there, New Orleans, coach.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.